0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, our guest is Amy. And I'm going to let Amy introduce herself. So Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Amy is a meditation practitioner and yoga teacher. So uh, Amy, please introduce yourself. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, Sunita. And my name is Amy Opolowski. I Currently live in San Diego, and my yoga path started in 2007. And uh, currently at the time, I was a personal trainer. And when I found yoga, I jumped right into uh, yoga studies. And I did my two-year, 200-hour program to become certified as a yoga teacher. I didn't start teaching until 2008. However, I've been teaching ever since and i mostly teach power vinyasa a breath to movement and i also teach restorative yoga and currently uh, after moving into my 300 hour studies a few years ago i currently am enrolled in a two year meditation school a meditation of mindfulness school my primary teachers are tar rock and jack cornfield mm-hmm. and i'm 9 months into this two year program where i'll be certified from the Greater Good Science Center of UC Berkeley. And my passion is to complement my yoga asana classes with mindful classes, meditation classes. And meditation has been a part of my daily practice for the last, since 2007, basically. So to hold spaces for others to come and to be introduced to meditation or to nourish their meditation practice and I want to underline meditations because there's many forms of meditation. There's not one, just like, there's not just one sport. There's basketball, football, all um, there's abundant amount of sports and there's abundant amount of ways to, to meditate. So to offer many forms. So every human can find a mode that feels like coming home to them and to find some stillness and to find some ease and equanimity so that's a little bit about my uh, path
0: thank you very much amy really appreciate that so the reason for these interviews is mainly for the listeners to hopefully get the perspective of like yoga path can be you know it can be very diverse and it can give opportunity to people to follow or maybe create their own path. So that's the purpose behind these kind of things. So would you like to share why you decided to come on this path? Like what was the catalyst to come on this path?
1: Yeah, thank you. Great question, Sunita. The catalyst was authenticity to be honest the holding and pretending i wasn't really aware of until i stepped on the yoga path i'm a middle child i come from a competitive family i was a competitive athlete and without judgment just noticing i really realized where i was pretending to be this or that to fit in to you know to really move more towards pretending versus being my authentic self so stepping on this path the catalyst was to who to answer the question who am i who what are my deepest driving desires and what is my dharma what is what are my gifts that i want to share with the with the world with the universe so moving into these spaces of meditation where i c- can practice being quiet and still with myself and or in flow and vinyasa yoga where i'm able to breathe and move with my own body to feel creativity coupled with that sense of manifesting um, who I am, and my desire to share yoga, to share yoga asana, and to share meditation with my students. And for my students then to pass that on just through their way of being with to their family members and their friends, just how they show up. That's I live for that um, exchange, that ripple impact out to my students.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. And how do you think it has impacted your life? Like, have you as you said that you started this journey to discover who you are Mm -hmm. and i know that we (laughs) it takes life uh, time to (laughs) figure out what who we are and what's really true nature so uh, so far how is it going and uh, Mm -hmm. i'm asking this because it's really good to know you through uh, so we connected through beth your beautiful wife you know and uh, and she said that you know my wife is you know meditation practitioner, and you will really connect with it. And I was like, oh, I'm very curious. I would like to connect, and this interview came up. So I'm like, I would like to know more. You know, like your uh, how you can bring this into your day to day life, how it has impacted. So these are the two questions I have.
1: Thank you. Great questions again, and starting with how's it going so far? One of my favorite quotes is uh, from Joseph Campbell, and it's the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. And that being is just, it's, it's, it's a constant, consistent, constant, consistent showing up and being present of asking the question, who am I? And what are my deepest driving desires to, for me and myself to allow the facade to fall away and through that, I was able to not only find yoga, but to meet Beth, my wife, and to we got married in 2017. And all of that happened because I was willing to open my heart and to let go of old, worn out ideas or thoughts or dogma that really wasn't a part of who I was. So I could step into who I, I truly was. And, you know, since finding yoga, since marrying Beth. Love within me and around me has expanded. So it's just wonderful to be reminded as we do these daily practices of being with ourselves and building a relationship with ourselves. We realize that, A, love is always loving us. That as we let go and allow love in, we can give more love out. And so I know that a lot of humans want to serve, they want to give. And I think the biggest thing I have to remind myself daily. Is you first have to love yourself. And through loving yourself and having these daily practices of learning how to be with yourself and stillness and to observe our thoughts, because basically, consciousness is our thoughts, and our thinking is a byproduct of our thoughts. So by observing our thoughts, we're observing our consciousness and through that conscious knowing we get to remember who we are and fall back to remembering. And yeah, in that remembering, I'm always brought back to love again and again. And the last thing I want to say, even though like my daily practices of meditation in the morning, I'm still working on coming to meditation in the PM. It's a little difficult because of you know the busyness of life and I am um, slowly breathing into that because uh, morning meditation has been since a a consistent thing. And also what I've really through the years, just having mindfulness check-ins. So not just allowing my meditation to be a 30 minute sit or a 45 minute sit in the morning. And then I'm a hot mess the rest of the day. It's basically allowing myself to like pause and feel who I am as I'm moving through life and almost like a moving meditation, whether I'm teaching yoga or having a conversation with a stranger, or I'm writing out my schedule for the day or answering that last minute email, you know, how can I notice when I'm rushing or not truly being present? So those are some thoughts that come, come to mind for sure.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I totally understand, you know, how this meditation can seep into every part of our life. Mm-hmm. Even just a few moments in the morning. This is my experience in the morning yes. when you start meditating. It just changes our reactions. You know, that's the beauty of these things. You know, the reaction changes. And I when I started noticing, I'm like, oh, five minutes and it was almost like a aha moment like wow you know so then i started noticing that okay if i do a little bit longer what is going to happen and just like you initially i tried different times and i noticed that morning works the best and traditionally in yoga wisdom they say that the best time is 4 am to 6 am and i'm like oh my god that's i started doing that initially and i was it was too much pressure So I had to figure out what is going to really work because working full-time, family, running around, living in big city. So I had to find out a really, you know, time which really works for me. And I tried different times and I noticed that, you know, okay, not maybe 4 a.m. to 6 a.m., but whenever I can, like in the morning when I wake up, like just before I start craziness of the day, I started meditating. So do you have anything to share something on those lines. I would love to know how you discovered what really works for you. Thank you. And I, I
1: really appreciate you saying that the morning practice didn't necessarily resonate with your current lifestyle and you adjusted. And I think that's so beautiful. And that's just it is allowing yourself to find what works. And for me, it is morning. I love Morning meditation around 4 a.m. is like my sweet time where I am able just to to be with myself and it took a while to figure out that it was the morning time. And it was, I think that's just the beauty of allowing it to be a process of investigation and recognizing, Ooh, this feels better. This doesn't feel as, you know, cohesive for me. And the other awesome thing is it may shift as our lives shift you know finding meditation it can literally be like you said 2 minutes when you come home from work turn off the car before you get out back into the home it can be closing your eyes in your car and meditating for me when i first started sometimes that was my meditation and it worked for me it really was the opportunity where meditation was still a part of my daily practice and it's what was right right then and it has evolved into you know thirty years, sometimes forty five, when things really fall in place. An hour where I get to just sit and be there in in the practice of meditation. And the the other thing I want to mention there's the forms of meditation. There's walking meditation, mm-hmm. and this is where I'm really being curious right now. Like in the evening, what if I go pull roll out my sticky mat and just do a slow walking meditation up and down my mat for five minutes and if perhaps because the day doesn't allow us sit, but just to do something rhythmic and that to be a form of meditation. So I'm in the process myself of really just seeing how I can bring meditation into my life through beyond just that 30 minute sit in the morning. So,
0: yeah. I mean, a- anything can be meditation, any movement. Asana practice is a beautiful example, how we can bring mindfulness into moving even washing dishes like absolutely just tuning into what's happening the flow of the water it just Mm. uh, becoming observer and the process is so beautiful once we experience the stillness I think it becomes like wow this is amazing feeling and Mm. I would like this more you know and that's what my journey was like that and then also finding time, finding way to bring it into my life in this moment now. So this is how I started doing my own practices. Also when last year when I wasn't well, I had to modify my practice. So I noticed that as my life, I'm moving through the life, the practices also move with me. like you know it depends on what's happening. And I think that's the beauty like you can there are so many ways to meditate. Yes. There are so many ways we can bring these practices in our life. And any any movement, anything in your life can be meditation. This is what is beauty of meditation. and a lot of time people don't understand that you know the, they always think that you know the, because the social media tells us sitting cross-legged, you know in a blissful state is the meditation. Yes, that is part of it. But there is also ways you can bring, like you said, walking meditation. Also opening your heart. You mentioned it very beautifully earlier that love, you know. And if you notice that love really, really, the compassion and love is the basis of meditation of our being, our human being. And that's the connection when we start meditating our heart somehow, you know opens up more and expands and we become more compassionate and we also start noticing what is really important to us you know in a sense like in a positive sense I'm not talking about selfish sense us as a human being as a human race and we start becoming more giving and more caring is that uh, would you like to share something about your experience this is my theory what about you
1: Yeah, thank you, Sunita. I agree. It's the beautiful thing when you turn in and you open your heart, and your heart opens where it opens your mind. One of my mentors, Heather Peterson, you know her, one of her favorite hashtags was open heart, open mind. And open heart not only widens the compassion for ourselves, self compassion. I really want to come back to my understanding from my experience the first relationship is with yourself and through loving yourself, you can amplify love abundantly out. I, it's such a deep truth for me. And I feel like as you open your heart, you open your mind to multiple perspectives and you live in the moment. It's about coming to present moment and not old ideas or fantasizing for the future. It's like being with the human being or the humans you're in front of and co-creating with the moment with whomever you have the opportunity to be with it goes beyond judgment or performance or fear or you know any of those forms of where there's perceived disconnection so absolutely and not only did it bring me to love and meet my wife but it allows me to continue to meet the beautiful beings in my life where you know I have the opportunity to, uh, to work and I meet teachers every day and students every day where they teach me. They're my teachers almost every day as I am in concert with them. Whether I'm teaching or having a conversation, they teach me more than I teach them as as I open my heart to them. And it's a beautiful, there's that reciprocity um, when you open your heart. And it's beautiful to let go of old ideas. So you can really be with the human you're in front of and, and learn from, you know, what makes us different and really celebrate what makes each individual person different. And it's because it's our difference that makes us powerful
0: and beautiful.
1: And you, you know, that requires an open heart and an open
0: mind. Yeah. Yeah. When we, that's very beautifully said, you know, and when we open our heart, I think we start to see through all the drama which mind creates, you know, and we start to see that, you know, this is all just drama, you know, and what the true nature of our being is love and compassion. That's what it is, you know, and that is the connection, true connection. That's true yoga. So yoga means union with our outer and inner self, but also yoga is also union with, you know, the beings around us who are also uh, it has a essence of the divine within them. So we're connecting with that. And this is what my take on earlier. It was just theory when I was, you know, studying about yoga, but through meditation, actually the real magic happened there. You know, the real magic I sense in meditation that this, I went back to these uh, say yoga sutra or Bhagavad Gita and it it made more sense so just studying it doesn't make sense you know where it is a guide these are guides of how to live yogic life right and Mm -hmm. so when you when you start tuning into your own practice they open more secrets you know that's my experience and same with any any form of meditation has given me that kind of like opening up to new wisdom from the same books we can say or scriptures so that's my experience what do you think have you experienced similar things I can absolutely (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) absolutely I uh, really feel as we sit in meditation we have the opportunity or even to use a mantra of a sacred text a sutra And now the experience of yoga, for example, Sutra 1.1 for a general translation, it just reminds me as I repeat it about commitment, about being here now, about readiness, confidence, unwavering focus. And just one sutra repeating it as a mantra, like a mind vehicle to leapfrog your everyday repetitive thoughts. It really unlocks miracles of awareness and it's so amazing how a piece of sacred text or a mantra can can do that so i really resonated with what you just said for sure
0: yeah it is amazing the mantras are very powerful sanskrit mantras basically come from the from the wisdom of meditation you know and so when we meditate on these mantras they're very powerful even though traditionally uh, the guru never re- explains the mantra mm-hmm. so the mantra is uh, given to you but there is no explanation so when we start meditating on that the meaning will uh, reveals itself when we are ready beautiful that's- i really like yeah. that yeah. yeah that's the beauty of sanskrit mantras and it's really amazing how powerful these Few words are like you know, atha yoga anushasanam. Just few words, you know, but yeah. when, we, when we meditate on that, it is like we can meditate on it for whole life. You know, it's just that powerful. And these are very profound practices, and I love it because it has given me so much. What are your thoughts? Uh, would you like to share any experience, or anything in particular or in general about the? Uh, meditation uh, why it is so important to you
1: thank you joy a sense of groundedness of you spoke to it before reflectivity over reactivity i'm a pretty calm person i always have been and it just has really allowed me to steep deeper into that uh, being that peacemaker being a person who just holds the space and I like, I love that. I feel like that's one, of I I call it one of my superpowers of just to hold the space and meditation, you know, allows me to nourish that. And I want to circle back to joy. Like, you know, meditation for me is a gratitude practice. It's a, it's a form of gratitude practice or just learning how to be with yourself. It's a form of appreciation and how often as we move, you know, move through this world and become adults where we really practice appreciation and you know, building the relationship with ourselves, like with that childlike curiosity. Normally we, we direct our focus to other things or outside external things. And it's so beautiful to turn inward and to feel that joy, that love, that presence expand. And th- those are the greatest gifts. And um, obviously the love of, I, I, I get the opportunity to Receive so much love through my relationship with my my wife and my profession as a yoga teacher and, you know, excited to continue to move forward as a person that holds space for meditators, whether you're just started meditating or you want to continue to meditate. So it's just really, really wonderful to see the benefits of meditation and on top of it, making you feel better, just overall, like well-being might feel a little like Think clearly, think a little clearer, or be able to
0: organize your life
1: because it kind of naturally clears out the clutter.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so beautifully said. I mean, I totally agree with you. A lot of time we carry a lot of clutters and story mm-hmm. behind these clutters. In a sense, clutter can be thoughts, clutter can be memory. Clutter can be anything maybe which is not serving us, but we carry it thinking that it is our own. Yeah. I think we start separating or uh, uh, start understanding what is really valuable for us and what is really important. And then all the facade just 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 drops and and your true nature start evolving, which is all human beings our true nature is compassion and love, you know, and then that starts shining through. The, for, in my own experience, it has given me so much understanding and clarity that what is really, really matters as a human being, you know, and, and it has opened my heart tremendously because I think we get attached to the identity, you know, and we start thinking that that's who we are. So for me, the identity was I'm Indian woman. So in that, like, I am Indian woman, therefore identity I'm hanging on to, right? But the true is that's not true. And then I started traveling the world. I lived in US, I lived in Australia, UK. And I noticed that everyone, every culture, everywhere, we have our own struggles and we have our own things we unnecessarily hang on to. And it was like, almost like a peeling an onion and really letting go of these layers. And uh, this, this is uh, what I learned from meditation. Would you like to share any anything from your experience, what meditation has taught you in your life?
1: Yeah, thank you. This is a, another really powerful question. I think the first thing that comes to mind, one of the first things is the power of forgiveness, self-forgiveness, forgiveness of others and coming back to the, the power of presence to look at those old conditioned beliefs. Uh, for example, one that comes up for me is I'm not enough or I'm not consistent. It's just Amy, be more consistent. And, or why aren't you ever like enough, like, you know, study harder or, you know, get that certification or this, it's always like the need of more. And, realizing these were beliefs from, you know, my upbringing that are not, that are not me, you know, and uh, along with like, I was a competitive athlete and like, that was my identity and letting go of that was a, a big one because, you know, beyond that story of competitor, it comes the the heart of being in the present moment to, to serve and to get to do the things I get to do versus like, anything that I earn or anywhere to get. So it really is like a beautiful shift and it brings just more beauty into your life. You know, where you, you start to hear the birds in the background when you never usually noticed, or you're having a conversation with someone, you know, very well, but you notice something you never noticed before because you're being present in the moment. Or something random can happen, like your puppy just you know jumps in the room and you, you're you able to smile with the moment and it brings you joy versus like, this should not be happening right now um, for just another random example. So
0: I really like that question. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> puppy is joyous thing. <laughs> <You> know, <it's, laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> so yeah, I totally agree with you because these are, life can throw anything towards us and how can we still find stillness you know in all these situations because we assume that everything around us is going to behave the way we want it and that never happens because that's how life is you know there is only thing we have in our hand is this moment Mm -hmm. this moment where our inhale and our exhale and that moment is the only thing. Otherwise, the moment before that is a past moment. Is going to come after that is future. So all this is what Yoga Sutra basically is talking about. You know, it's a beautiful guide of how to meditate. And for me, that like learning from Yoga Sutra was be in this moment, be in this moment. And a lot of time in my experience, in this moment we are mostly okay in this inhale and exhale you know the stories mind weave around what's happening are the, just the stories you know uh, and an upbringing plays as you mentioned that you know upbringing upbringing plays a really big part because we then carry our parents our their upbringing story that they thought they have kind of like enforced on us you know so we carry that and we start there comes a point we start thinking that that's me but also comes a point that we do not gel with that idea and we start noticing no this is not who I am so we start moving away from that to do self-discovery and this is where yoga I think and meditation really plays a really big part is that your experience do you do you sense that in your meditation
1: Yes. And one of my teachers says it's the difference between living on the discovery channel versus virtual reality and the virtual reality of rehearsing or rehashing or fill in the blank fantasizing anything, any thinking pattern that is just not allowing yourself to be present. And, uh, one beautiful form of meditation I was recently introduced was rain. R-A-I-N, and it's recognize, allow, investigate, and nourish. And I, re- I found out, uh, I stumbled upon this um, meditation from, from Tara Brock, and it's basically just uh, to what you're speaking to, it's recognizing the moment as it is and just allowing it to be what it is. And then the beautiful thing that I'm really working on, and it's a new tool, I feel or a tool I'm deepening my awareness around is investigation and asking myself, what am I believing right now? Because it's like noticing, you know, just investigating the thoughts that you're having and what you're believing. And then through that, nourishing your nourishing your capacity to look beyond the belief to the actual experience of now. And that requires confidence too to to allow yourself to be in the moment and an unwavering focus and a readiness. And the beautiful thing with meditation, it's, you know, it's a process and it doesn't have to look any way. It can literally be a opportunity for, anyone to bring in their life in the most simple way to receive the benefits that we're talking about. Um, and to feel the the ability to recognize every moment as it is to allow it to investigate it and nourish it. So, yeah, I absolutely do agree.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. I mean, the meditation is so, it has given me so much and, um, it basically helped me to understand myself more just like as Mm. you you have noticed in your journey that you realize that uh you know these these are not my thoughts these are Mm. you know thoughts from outside and my my dharma is different and you started exploring that so that's really beautiful and I went through the similar process and I also now help a lot of people to find their dharma. And uh, and that I do through yoga, meditation and Ayurveda. And what we do simply is just uh, when they come for mentoring and and a lot of time now, everything is virtual now, but even though then we can still find out what is really, what practices will really work for their life. So we start there, be practical, what is going to work. And living in this moment, because people think that, you know, for uh, to practice meditation, then they have to have like a, you know, beautiful meditation room and certain time and music. And it really, meditation really doesn't require anything like that, you know. So we try to figure out what really is going to work, what is practical. And as you mentioned, like, you know, two minutes in the car, sometimes we start there. Yes. And once we get taste of that, then people start bringing those moments more. So we work around that. So like, okay, where you are and we start there meeting people there. And so over the period of time, teaching and mentoring people, I realized that everyone's meditation is really unique to themselves. So that's why there are so many meditation practices. And I always suggest to do the practice at least for 21 days, unless it is really a big no-no, because sometimes some meditation practices may be very uncomfortable. So though you don't have to do that. Don't push through that. But if you like a practice, just don't jump from one practice to other. At least give yourself 21 days. In your teaching or learning this meditation practice, have you come across something similar teachings? Would you like to share that?
1: definitely 21 days i'm a big believer on to create a positive you know pattern in your life and to, for that to be consistent so i definitely uh, use the 21 days to set a tone for my own practice mm. and and to going back to what you said it oscillates in uh, allowing yourself compassion to realize that uh, in those 21 days and beyond it may be two minutes, one day, and it might be 10 or 30, it, or it might be that walking meditation we talked about, or a moving a, a power vinyasa or a yoga asana class. It really, you know, to practice compassion with yourself. And it doesn't have to be that sit in a place within, with, you know, in that beautiful place where, you know, it, it can be in the car, it can be on the couch. It could be a place where, You just find yourself right then in that moment. And let's say there's noise in the background, you can still find meditation there too. You know, some of my most profound meditation practices was where I allowed myself to be in the chaos and just breathe through it, whether it was internal chaos (laughs) or external chaos, it doesn't really matter. But and just to breathe and to breathe some more and through that allowing. Normally, you know, like they say, meditation dissolves the meditator before you. F- before you realize that you're you're in the practice of meditation, exactly. and it's just because you approached it with zero expectation and a sense of almost playfulness. Yeah. You know, it's one of my first teachers back in 2007. It was just about a sense of playfulness. It didn't have to always be a tall strong seat, it could, uh, you could, you could lie down if you really need it, or just adapt it to really meet you where you're at each day. So um mm-hmm. to move forward with that playfulness is, I think, really, really key.
0: Yes, beautifully said, you know, that's what I always say to my, you know, people who are mentor, that don't let meditation be another stress of your life. Mm-hmm. Let it be something you can go towards to find peace rather than you know oh I have to meditate I have to meditate that's going to create a lot of stress and then meditate it's not really solving that point I'm just going to mention one thing that we mentioned that meditating in the car we're talking about switching off the car and then don't do it when you're driving please please. yes
1: good (laughs) point
0: (laughs) that's very important you know like um you can bring mindfulness into driving. You can be absolutely you know, happening, but please don't, you know, <laughs> close your eyes and meditate when you are driving. So where we're talking about basically when you reach home, switch off your car and sit there for two minutes, take a breather and then enter into the, <laughs> the chaos of what's yes. <laughs> happening. <laughs> so kids running around and things like that. So that's what we're talking about. And I really, really appreciate you being here, Emi. Really, thank you for your time. I really appreciate uh, you sharing your wisdom with us. And we'll keep in touch uh, once you have finished your meditation education and also you start sharing. Maybe we can come back again and talk about that. So how about- I would love to. Yeah, I
1: would love to. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. And all the best for your meditation journey. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate that. And for the listeners, if you want, there are four meditations on my website, sunitayoga.com, audio meditations. Feel free to, uh, you know, they're free meditations. Feel free to listen to them and see what you like and bring that into your life. If you want to start journey of meditation or experience some different kind of meditation. So there are four types of meditation there. Enjoy them. They're not very long they I think, roughly 10 to 12 minutes. So, uh, and are guided meditations. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Amy, for being here. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate that, that you're taking this time out of your day. Don't forget to subscribe.